The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The program you're about to hear is absolutely filthy and thoroughly disgusting. Furthermore, listening to it will immediately turn you into a bottom. Bottom. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Watch me shove this beer can up my ass. I'm proud to declare the Adam Sank Show and his ass open to the wind. Ass open to the wind. This is fuckery. <laughs> this is all fuckery. Fuckery, fuckery, fuckery. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... Give a warm round of applause to my friend and yours, Adam Sank. Yes, welcome to the Adam Sank Show, everyone. We are live. Yes, live. If you're listening live at 11 a.m. Eastern, Saturday, March 19th, 2022, at dnrstudios.com or the DNRcast app. That was abrupt, JB. The only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Leave us your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, wherever else you listen to this goddamn thing. Email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. Call and speak to us live on the Ass Hotline. I can't even remember the last time we got a live call, Steve. Hello? Hello. Hi. Oh, hello. Here we are. Hi. You know, I really want someone to call just to validate that just I can know also... that the phones are working. I just want to know that people really appreciate that I'm here. Can someone call? Steve needs some love. I do. Call us at 804-TALK-ASS if you're listening live. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page. Download my comedy albums. Get your official ass merch at adamsank.com. At the newly redesigned adamsank.com where there is now a blog, an ass blog, what? about everything going on behind the scenes at the ass. Check it out, adamsank.com. Please get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already done so. And here on the ass, we stand with Ukraine. Our guest today is David Hernandez. I love David Hernandez. We had him on the show last year for the first time. He is coming back because he's now out with a brand new album entitled Don't At Me and a nude photo book. And when I say nude, I mean full frontal penis. That's what I do when I look at his penis. Um, he'll be talking to us a little later in the hour, but first, it's time to introduce everyone's favorite chubby chorizo, my co-host, Steve Chataro. Hello, everyone. It's so nice to be back. You know, week after week, making the drive from upstate, especially in this lovely fog this morning. Yes. Now, Steve, you are in a new home. I am. Am I right? I'm in a new home. Tell, don't tell us the town, but tell us the county. The county is Duchess County. Duchess, not Orange. It's very regal. You know, yes, like well, fit for a duchess. Uh, Steve and his husband have moved into a palatial home in Duchess County. And are you happy? Are you are you very settled? Happy. We are not settled. We are in <laughs> living my uh, white woman fantasy. We are moving. <laughs> One house has already moved in. The apartment will be moved in in two weeks. So we're almost done. When does when do the servants arrive? Well, one is there this weekend. He's from Cuba. Um, he is visiting and he is helping us unpack and organize and just being, you know, the best little houseboy that he can be. How lovely. Is he, is he here by any chance? He is here. I don't in know. studio with he us? Is, he is. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome JJ Flores. Hi. So the studio is packed with like randos today. We have JJ, 
Uh, uh, we, of course, we have the queen of fuckery, JB. Hello. Oh, his mic is in the wrong place. Get that mic out of your butt. Hi. <laughs> and we have a brand new intern to DNR Studios, Andrew. Yay. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks. Nice to be here. Uh, Andrew, you got to speak up a little bit. Thanks. Sing nice out, Louise. <laughs> Looking forward to working with you. Andrew, uh, Andrew is a heterosexual man. Am I correct? Yes. Why would you end up working for the gayest podcast network on earth, DNR Studios? I didn't even know what I was getting into, oh my but God. everyone's super chill. Are you worried that we're going to make you gay by the time you're finished interning here? Not really. I mean, you guys have because squishy, we are. So you guys are good. Good. All right. Well, welcome, Andrew. Welcome, JJ. We have so much to talk about. Um, JB, last time we were on the air, you g- terrified me and everybody else and the listeners by talking about not having access to your meds. Please let everyone know that that situation is now resolved so we don't have to worry about you anymore. Um, okay. So quick synopsis of what happened. Apparently, I got a new doctor in the clinic. I hate these people. Anyway... He sent my prescription to the wrong pharmacy. It was there for about two weeks. No one had told me until I had called the doctor directly and yelled at this poor, poor man. Which, again, it's not his fault. I blame the nurses at this point because they could have just fucking told me where, where my prescription went. Right. But now I have medication. I left them peopled, and I am now looking for a doctor. Good. So, Excellent. yeah. Well, uh, I can help you find a doctor. Thank you. And I'm, and I'm sorry that this happened to you. And I think you, like, actually have potential lawsuit against them. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even go through the hassle knowing my luck. I'll probably get no money from it and end up paying a whole bunch of – there's something wrong with my mic. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're kind of coming to, in and out. I have to figure it All out. All right. We'll talk to you later. But thank you uh, for updating us. And I'm glad – I'm thrilled, actually, that you're back on your meds. Um, I have something to talk about before we do recommended viewing, which is that I am coming out of retirement what? from stand-up comedy. The listeners are shocked. The, the listeners are – they just died. They died <laughs> of shock. Um, I'm going to be live with my boyfriend, singer-songwriter Patrick Bod, in Wilton Manors, Florida for four nights only. Write this down, everyone. March 31st, April 1st, April 2nd, April 3rd. The name of the show is April Fools. We are going to be – Butt naked, on stage, balls out, dicks out. I'm going to be doing comedy. He's going to be doing music. We're going to be doing some shit together. Um, Tickets are already a third sold out, and they just went on sale this past week. So Uh really, if you want to go, uh, you live in the South Florida area, or maybe you're visiting that week, go to adamsank.com. There's a picture of us that you can click on for tickets, or you can go directly to ronnielarson.com. Ronnie, that's I-E at the end of his name, and Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N.com. Um, so come see us. It's going to be fun. And also, if you live down there, check out South Florida Gay News in the coming days. There's going to be a feature on us very shortly. Um, what else did I want to talk about? JB's Medicine, my upcoming gig, Steve's New House. Uh, okay, let's do recommended viewing, and let's begin with Chubby Chorizo. Hello, everybody. So I hate this segment. Who gives a fuck what anyone else is watching on TV? This shit sucks. Thank you, Gail. I'm sorry. I forgot about the bumper. <laughs> I forgot about the bumper, too. Go ahead, Steve. It's okay. So there's this great new Netflix uh, situation called Bad Vegan Fame Fraud Fugitives. Read it's, us the overview, Steve. The overview. <clears throat> I haven't worked in two weeks, but here we go. Sarma was once regarded as the vegan queen. As a celebrity restaurateur behind New York's pure food and wine... 
wow, it was a great feud, food and wine, her glittering vegan hotspot attracted diners like Owen Wilson and Woody Harrelson. In 2011, Sarma meets a man named Shane Fox on Twitter, but things go from oomph to oof real quickly. Sarma drains her restaurant's funds and begins funneling money into Fox after he cons her into believing he can make her dreams come true. Among these aspirations are expanding or are expanding her food empire. Wow. Right, this is too long. Okay. Anyway, just watch this it. It's more really than we good. need. Basically, a, a, a <laughs> vegan queen, like the, the vegan queen of New York, meets a con man who promises her that he can give her dog everlasting life if she gives him money and does everything he says. And even though she's a brilliant, successful yeah. businesswoman, she falls for it. Yeah. What's, That's a synopsis. Uh, you know, I was looking for one. I was looking for one. <laughs> too much. What's funny is, well, what's sad is she's a polite Canadian, which we learned. And so I'm, yes. I'm learning that polite Canadians, much like polite Mexicans, cannot say no. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I started watching it last night. I fucking love it. I it's great. Love, yeah. And it's one of those true crime stories that happened right here in New York, but I wasn't aware of it at all at the time. Yeah. So um, it's fun. I'm going to recommend Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Patrick and I started watching this a couple weeks ago, and we cannot stop. It is really addictive. It is an example of what they call high-low, a high-end production about a very low-rent topic, um, the, the Pam and Tommy Lee sex tape that – was a sensation when it hit the internet in the 90s. It was really the first ever celebrity sex tape. And um, there's so many things about the story I didn't know. The acting is phenomenal. Uh, Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee, Lily James from Downton Abbey as uh, Pam Anderson, and Seth Rogen, as you've never seen him before as a carpenter, he, uh, he plays this so seriously and with such subtlety I really think he deserves like all the awards for this. Wow. Anyway, Pam and Tommy is not only great, but it will make you horny. Patrick and I always fuck after we're done watching it. I can't tell you exactly why. There's just something very stimulating about it. Do you watch it every night? No. I mean, there's only so many episodes, and we, we're not together every night. But uh -huh. um, when he's at my house spending the night, we, we watch it. Wow. JB, recommended viewing? You look very despondent. Is your mic broken? Uh, No. I think Romaine changed something without telling me, and I have to text her, so it's fine. Uh, answers, I don't have one this week. Okay, yeah. that's fair. JJ, anything you've watched recently that uh, wet your whistle? I started watching the Andy Warhol Diaries. Get closer. I started watching the Andy Warhol Diaries mm -hmm. on Netflix, which was really interesting. Um, I hear that's great. Yeah, because I, I, we all know the art, and we all know like the general gist of his persona, but the diaries are interesting because they're like his words and his voice. Right. And so, like... It's a deeper view into, like, the psyche in that section of New York life. That's always interesting to me. Cool. I'm excited. That's on my list for sure. Yeah. Um, and actually, Patrick just went and saw the Andy Warhol exhibit that was at the Brooklyn Museum recently, and it blew him away. He was really amazed how talented Warhol is and how yeah. he really doesn't always get his due as an artist. Um, okay. Uh, before we get into news, a couple bookkeeping things. We got a new review <gasps> from listener Wayward Tom who has popped up on the show before. He's a devoted fan. This is a long-ass review, so everyone just sit back. Longer than my synopsis? Each, it's even longer than Steve's <laughs> Netflix synopsis. Here we go. Five stars. So much fun. All right, I got to interrupt. Uh, as you listen to this, you will think, wow, this guy's way fucking behind on listening to the show. He hasn't listened in months. But the same day the review popped up, I got an email from him that I'll also read that confirms that he is caught up. So this is very strange. I think he probably posted this review months ago, and it just suddenly appeared because uh -huh. Apple Podcasts are 
fucking cunts that are out to sabotage my show. Okay, here we go. Five stars. So much fun. If you're not listening to The Adam Sank Show, a.k.a. Ass, with Ryan and JB, you don't know what you're missing. This weekly hour-long show slash podcast is just what the doctor ordered. Lots of laughs, well-produced, fun, and interesting guests, drag race updates, and much, much more. Never a dull moment as the show really packs a punch. The show starts off with Adam, Ryan, and JB catching everybody up on how their week went and discussing the news of the day. Think Howard and Robin doing the news. As the banter continues, the conversation evolves from Howard and Robin to the Golden Girls sitting on the lanai, eating a cheesecake, taking talking adult talk, as the topic is usually, man, in Blanche's voice, LOL. It is so natural and just tons of laughs. There are no topics off limits. As the second half of the show begins, during the second half of the show, there usually is a very entertaining guest, comedian, author, drag queen, musician, Broadway actor, or maybe a porn star who has been waiting in the green room with Adam's dog, Lady, ready to join the hijinks. When that person comes on, they are like a firehouse of stories as they can relate to the great conversation that Adam, Ryan, and JP are having and have many personal experiences of their own to share. And they come in hot and ready to share and bear their soul. Think Kool-Aid commercial. Mr. Sank is a fan of Howard Stern as well as a Columbia graduate, and he has perfected the delicate art of the interview. His guests are very relaxed and smart. Sorry, and start dishing as soon as they enter the room slash conversation. If they are looking, if you are looking for a fun, hourly, at times informational weekly podcast, this is it. I wish it was on more than just once a week, but being the true showman Adam is, he keeps his audience wanting more. Great job, ass. That was a really fabulous reading. Well, that's all the time we have today, you guys. It was nice being here. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Uh, no, that was a wonderful review. Thank you, Wayward Tom. As I said, I don't understand why it's so out of date because then uh, he emailed us and asked – I'm not going to read the email. It's too, we're too late. But he asked all these questions, including where is Steve going camping? Because oh. last week Steve mm -hmm. talked about trying to get tickets to the Woods campground. So I was like, if you know Steve is here, why is the review all about Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Very confusing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to the woods in Lehighton, Pennsylvania. Now you're going to get stalked. <laughs> I hope fucked. so. Just know I'll be at Campsite 79 all summer long. <laughs> Tap three times and I'll know exactly what you want. This is all you're going to hear coming out of Steve's tent. <laughs> oh, it's a trailer. Oh, so fancy. Oh, just as bougie as the house. Trust. <laughs> I bet. All right, let's get into the news. Um, first of all, there's a brand new story, which is that uh, Wendy Williams, who, whom we've been talking about quite a bit for the past few weeks, um, has sort of come out of hiding, but not really. Um, she gave a an off-camera interview to Good Morning America, both off-camera and also pre-taped, which means um, she wouldn't agree to a live interview for whatever reason. T.J. Holmes was the correspondent. Um, he asked her if she was of sound mind. She said, absolutely, are you? Um, here's a little bit of that interview. Take a listen. Health, but tell us how your, how your health is. Health is very well. And um, I actually have had a few appointments. You know, I'm 57 now, and I have the mind and body of a 25-year-old. 
Wendy talked to us by phone, not wanting to go on camera, but wanting the public to hear directly from her, in particular about her ongoing legal battle with Wells Fargo Bank, which Wendy says froze her accounts for two months, a move she claims denies her access to her own money, preventing her from fulfilling her financial obligations, including mortgage payments and employee payroll. They say that I need somebody to handle my account, and I don't want that. I want all my money, I want to see all my money that I've worked hard for my entire life, my entire life. I don't lie, I don't cheat, and I don't steal. I am an honest, hardworking person. In court. So nobody has accused Wendy of lying, cheating, or stealing. There haven't been any stories to that effect. People, what people are saying is that she's being kept essentially a prisoner by her ex-husband who's controlling her every move. And that's why Wells Fargo has tried to freeze the account because they're afraid it's being misspent by someone who really shouldn't be spending it. And T.J. Holmes didn't fucking ask her about that. As far as I can tell, uh, it certainly wasn't in the segment that aired on GMA. Um, And also, she was very vague about everything. He asked her specifically, like, are you well enough so that you could come back to your talk show tomorrow if you if they wanted you back? And she was like, give me three months. I need three more months and then I'll be fine. And then he doesn't pursue like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And why can't we see your face? It, this really just did not um, answer any real questions. It just raises new ones. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know what's funny is in hearing that, I don't know if anybody else hears it, but I'm hearing a little bit of uh, Whitney Houston. You know, like, I'm fine. I'm right. okay. I can right. do what I'm – but – and I'm – I still go back to what I've been saying for the past few weeks where I think there's – people don't just take things away and it's really hard to get into that position that, that she alleges she's in or people think that she's in. But in I have nothing but yeah. sympathy for her. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, hearing, I don't think she's done anything wrong. I think she yeah. is being manipulated and exploited. I don't – I don't – I just don't know. I feel like there's more to the story. And I just go back to saying it's really hard for someone in her position because there's so many people that are around her that have different levels of control um, that would be able to pull her away from her own money. So I, I, there's definitely something we don't know. But in listening to that interview, I'm like, oh, is this what, – what's – you know, there's, it just sounds off to me. It no? is off. Yeah. And interestingly, just like when Richard Simmons phoned into one of the morning shows a few years ago to prove that he was okay, yeah. no camera. Yeah. Why can't we fucking see you? If you're really okay, let us see you. Yeah. She must look like all kinds of hell. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I can imagine. She, she, maybe she had like a mental episode and that's why, you know, that you can't see her because you'd really be able to tell how crazy she is or how well, mental episode Ill. doesn't yeah. change people's faces. I think it does. You know, if you're in a manic episode and you're really on a high and you're, you know, people that are bipolar and you're on the really high part of the bipolar episode, I mean, you look like you've done a bunch of coke and a bunch of drugs, and you're nuts, and it has nothing to do True. with anything you're doing. But she, sound, she certainly sounded lucid yeah. and So do people that are reasonable having a manic and... bipolar episode. They, mm. sound, they sound a little lucid, don't you think? No, they usually sound like they're ranting, yeah. like Charlie Sheen when he was going through that. that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the mystery continues. I wish Wendy well. Um, I hope that if she is being... Uh, controlled in some way that that uh, stops. Meanwhile, Jesse Smollett, about whom we've been talking on this show for three years now, um, was sentenced to five months in jail this past week. Um, He was ordered 
to be incarcerated for, I think, just about 150 days for falsely reporting to the police that he'd been the victim of a racist and homophobic hate crime back in 2019. At the end of the uh, sentencing hearing, Judge James Lynn excoriated Mr. Smollett from the bench, saying that the actor had premeditated the hoax um, because he craved attention. You took some scabs off some healing wounds and you ripped them apart, the judge said. And for one reason, you wanted to make yourself more famous. Um, Jussie did not speak. He was given the opportunity to speak before his sentencing. He declined. But after the judge read his sentence, Jussie stood up and declared, I did not do this and I am not suicidal. If anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. As he was taken into custody, he raised his right fist and his lawyers immediately said they planned to appeal. And in fact, they did file a, an, an appeal almost immediately, at which point Jussie was temporarily released from jail pending the appeal. The, his lawyers argued that by the time the appeal process you know, is finished, his, his sentence would be over anyway. So they're saying let's not jail him yet until he has the opportunity to appeal. Most of the hearing was devoted by efforts, uh, excuse me, devoted to efforts by the defense to argue that Smollett deserved a new trial and that he shouldn't be jailed. Um, a former musical director for Empire named Rich Daniels, I don't know if he's a re relation to Lee Daniels, took the witness stand um, and gave examples of what he described as Smollett's generous and humble spirit. Incarceration of any kind would send the wrong message said Jussie's brother Joel Smollett Jr., especially at a time when we as a nation have expressed in bipartisan plurality the desire to see real criminal justice reform. I really have a hard time with people treating yes. him like he's a victim here. Yes. <laughs> it's it's it, infuriating it, to it's me. It's sort of, it, it's something that it's very sensitive to talk about. Um, and I speak about it very cautiously without having my words misconstrued into something that I absolutely do not mean. Mm -hmm. But standing behind doing something wrong and saying, oh, I'm being accused because I'm a certain color, me as a Mexican person saying this, it's like, stop hiding behind your race to do something that's stupid and wrong. Just say, I'm sorry, you did something wrong and get in. But let's, let's look at what the actual <clears throat> crime was. The yeah. crime was falsely reporting yeah. a hate crime. Yeah. That is something that hurts all victims of hate crimes, real victims of real hate crimes. Absolutely. So then to turn around and claim that you're being somehow discriminated against, it's like you did this and you've never owned up to it. Yeah. He has never – he still says he didn't do it. He has never given any explanation for the fact that he knew the two guys who did this. Right. It, it's it's so frustrating to me because I, I, if I were his PR agent, I'd be like, just fucking apologize. I'd actually be curious to see if his, yeah, how many PR agents he's gone through. I know, right? This, yeah. I don't know who's advising him, but he's never going to have a career again. And he had a great career. He's so talented. Yeah. It, it's so – it's just the whole thing makes me sad. Meanwhile, we talked briefly about Todrick Hall uh, last week or the week before about how yeah. he had appeared on Celebrity Big Brother and uh, acted like the big asshole that he is and the audience hated him and all the other housemates hated him and then people started bringing up all the shit from his past the fact that he was colorist and put dark darker skinned people in the back row of his videos and didn't pay his performers and um uh doxed his ex-boyfriend who we thought was cheating on him and and then his former assistant 
The big dick Tommy Italiano came forward to say that Jussie threatened to out him as HIV positive. Anyway, Jussie's Jussie, do you hear what I just did? <laughs> Todrick? I am such a fucking dick. I apologize. Todrick has been quiet this entire time. Until now, he kind of addressed his critics and said, I haven't avoided press because I'm afraid to comment on my experience on Big Brother, but more to protect myself and my mental health to make sure I could actually get my show on stage and fulfill my obligations to my fans and my paid employees, all caps. I have no desire to prove myself to people who were never rooting for me to begin with, but I do want to say to my fans that I will be commenting on the experience once the show is open. He's talking about his tour. Right. Because I feel you deserve it. Thanks to everyone who watched and supported me in the BB house. That's Big Brother, not Bareback. It was the most difficult thing I've ever done, but I'm glad I did it. I am a human being and a real one. I'm not always nice, not always kind, nor have I ever claimed to be. I'm very flawed. I'm a work in progress, but that's the beauty of being human. I've made a ton of mistakes in my life, and I will continue to make mistakes, some publicly and some privately. Not included in that anywhere, an apology. Yeah. I've heard, I mean, we've all heard rumors about him for the longest time, and I've known. Terrible person. Yeah. And it's known that he doesn't pay his dancers. So it's. I don't know why it's sort of the same. Just don't out to it, say, fix it, and move on. It's so it's easy to, to just take accountability. That's it. And I, say, I'm going to be a better person now. Watch me. I'm yeah. going to prove it to you. And people like those sort we of turnaround stories. We so love comeback stories. Yeah. But he was even a dick on American Idol, remember? Like, He's always a dick. People just want, they didn't want to talk to him because they were like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Get out. He's someone who, <clears throat> if he weren't hot and talented, Nobody would like him. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, but he, but, but I want to fuck him. So therefore, all bad behavior just gets excused. Ugh, and so I annoying. hate that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the ongoing situation in Ukraine continues to unfold. And people in that part of the country, in uh, that part of the, the globe in Eastern Europe, are, are trying to protest in any way they can. Um, so for years now, there's been this meme circulating of, of Putin as a gay clown. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's kind of I forgot to research like Putin well. in clown drag. And this image has actually been made illegal in Russia. Like if you if you post it or show it in any way, then you can be arrested. So um, the Bulgarian national TV station, um, actually several stations in Bulgaria, Bulgarian national television, Bloomberg and Bulgaria on air. All three were hacked and had their streams replaced with the gay Putin clown meme <laughs> against the backdrop of a rainbow pride flag. Yes, that's it, Steve. And with the message, make love, not war. Um, a service provider called Evil Link later apologized for the hacking, noting that the issue had been identified and resolved less than 20 minutes after it was discovered. Um, while the hacking was stopped quickly at EvoLink, other servers were impacted by the hacked feed for several hours. Nova TV and BNT services eventually stopped their streaming altogether, while Bloomberg and BG, oh, Bulgaria on Air, continued to stream the image. Um, an expert on Bulgarian journalism, Associate Professor Georgi Lazanov, said the hacking showed that Bulgarian journalists were providing honest coverage of the Russian military actions in Ukraine. Bulgarian media backed the victims and the aggressor reacted 
Lozanov summarized in an interview with Bulgarian National Radio. According to Amnesty International and Know Your Meme, gay clown Putin first appeared in 2013. <laughs> gay clown Putin first appeared in 2013 in response to a Russian law that banned quote propaganda of homosexuality among minors. You know, anyone who who does anything right now to protest Russia in that part of the world is incredibly brave. Yeah. And uh, has tremendous courage and integrity. And I applaud this. And I want to see more of, uh, what's it called? Gay Clown Putin. Gay Clown Putin. <laughs> more GCP, please. I feel like it needs its own sound cue. <laughs> Absolutely. Gay Clown Putin. It's hard to say. Gay Clown Putin boom moment. It kind of looks like um, Bianca Del Rio without the wig. With the nails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's skip this next story. Wait, okay, no. He kind of reminds me of the Patrick meme where the, he's got the heels and the nails. The na- that, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Patrick, Patrick from SpongeBob? Yeah. You got to explain the reference. Okay, have you ever seen those memes circle around Patrick where he looked like a bad bitch with the uh, stocking, the fishnet stockings, that's what they're called, the, the thigh-high boots, the nails, and the makeup, <laughs> and the lips? He looks, <laughs> he looks like gay clown Putin. <laughs> Meanwhile, a grinder catfish... Oh, cute. Yeah. JJ's showing you pictures of Patrick in drag. Um, a grinder catfish is c- pretending that he is the crown prince of Dubai. JJ, is this you? Oh, God, no. <laughs> he has spoken to a number of grinder users, as reported via Reddit and the Facebook group Grinder and Scruff Fails. Now, um, unlike the Tinder swindler, about whom there is an entire documentary on right. Netflix right now, um, this guy, the, the crown prince of Dubai, isn't actually meeting up with anyone and hasn't out, asked anyone for money. So it's not really clear what his exact goal is, but he's definitely tried his luck with more than a few gay guys on the apps. Um, after being approached by the profile online, a Facebook user named Roy shared the prince of Dubai's profile and their chat. Um, Roy was skeptical to begin with that Prince Hamad, as he calls himself, would be using an app like this when homosexuality is totally illegal in Dubai. Um, He identifies himself as the crown prince of Dubai, but when asked for a photo in front of a video to prove his identity and location, what does that mean, you guys, a photo in front of a video? So, like, when you take a photo and then, like, you have, like, this is the date to prove that, like, it's real time. Hmm. Oh, like a newspaper clipping of that yeah. day. With What's, that, uh, what does that have to do with video? Maybe news, current news, something. I don't know. Anyway, he stopped replying. He stops replying after he gets asked to give any kind of proof. So we don't know what his goal is, but if you're, uh, if you're listening, Crown Prince of Dubai, please call into the Adam Sank Show, 804 Talk Ass. I actually have a friend that did date a prince in that. I think it was a, a, a prince of somewhere in Dubai or whatever in that sort of area. Um, and he was real. He got flown out to Dubai, and then he was here. Uh, actually, oh my God! JJ is my mutual friend Andrew. He dated him for like two or three, two or three weeks. He had a great two or three weeks with him. Um, but the I think they met on Grinder, and um, yeah, they broke up. And now I have another friend who was a, a dancer on Lip Sync Battle that has a very similar story. Yeah. So these, Crazy. these princes do, they do exist. exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you would call yourself, if you were the crown prince, I don't think you would tell everybody that you were the crown prince. I think you would say, like, I'm a wealthy person in Dubai. I don't know. It's like a pickup line. Hey, I'm a prince. You want to come over? <laughs> wow. And sometimes they have security details. Would you guys uh-huh. fly out to Dubai to meet a, a 
trick if you were being flown and paid for and whatnot? As a married lady? Yes. No. Yes, yes, yes. If I'm being flown, <laughs> hotels, if everything's being paid for, I'm uh-huh. being taken care of, dream come true, I'm packing my bags, I'm right. gone. Like, I would leave you a note. Like, if, it, if I was supposed to come in and I'm saying, sure, he was like, I got you tickets for 11 a.m., I would leave Adam a note say, I'm sorry, I got to go. Like that. <laughs> and JB is on record as saying he's open to invitations right. to Dubai. Uh, JB, are you having a hard time connecting with David? What's going on? You got to you gotta fill me in on okay, this. Okay, David, shit. I sent David an invite already mm-hmm. at... 11.25. Okay. Gave him 10 minutes to accept the invite. Uh, hasn't gotten it or anything. I'm actually contacting Romain at the same time working with my mic issue. So a lot's happening. Okay. David's more of a priority. Let me uh, text his publicist. So, I guess... Um... Here, you do this story. All right. What's the story? Which one? The last one about Zach Zimmerman. Oh. Uh, so, queer audience member comes out to straight friend during Zach Zimmerman's comedy show. This is exciting. So, LGBTQ Nation, out comedian Zach Zimmerman was in... Who we've had on the show several times. Oh, I didn't know that. He was in for a shock when his stand-up set went awry thanks to a pair of friends in the audience. As Zimmerman teased someone in the audience for adamantly expressing her heterosexuality, her friend was about to toss out a surprise. What? Take a listen to this. Who are you here? My friend. Friend? Yeah. Hi, friend. Who are you, straight? No. Yes. Oh. 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 Did you just come out to her? Oh, I know. Is this news? What's your name, friend? Quinn. Quinn, welcome to the family, Quinn. Is this real? Are you fucking with me? Quinn? So, Quinn said, are you straight? No, I'm queer. I'm queer Quinn, she responded. And she said she hadn't come out to her friend yet because she lives, quote, in Seattle. <laughs> Isn't that the place that you should come out in, in Exactly. Seattle? I mean, there's gay coffee. There's gay shoes. There's Subaru out there. I mean, it feels like the gay lesbian outback. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's funny. Crowd work is something we comedians do all the time yeah. when you just kind of kibitz with the audience and you go, where, where are you from? And is this your boyfriend? Is this your girl? You know, and you kind of you try to create a little story in a moment. Yeah. But what you don't expect is that someone's going to come out <laughs> to the person they're sitting with right? at the table. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just an example of how comedy brings us all together. You know? What would your reaction been? Oh, I would have done exactly like Zach. I would have definitely turned it into a thing and then press released it, which is what he did. <laughs> Come on, publicity. <laughs> Always about the press. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm talking to David now on Instagram. He says he didn't see the email. One second. Cool. So, yeah. Once again, Problems with Clean Feed. The name of this podcast is being changed to Problems with Clean Feed. All right. While we're waiting for David to connect, I will do a story uh, that I skipped about – so in Australia, they were doing a fundraiser. Uh, a live fundraiser for Red Cross flood appeal, I guess, to raise money for flooding victims in, in that country. And uh, some anonymous caller, we got him? Amazeballs. Okay, I'll just tell you quickly. Some anonymous donor said that they would pay $50,000 if the two straight guys on the telethon made out with each other. And they did. One was the sports anchor and the other was like the regular anchor. And I have to tell you, the regular anchor, the news anchor, looked yeah. gay as fuck and super adorable. The sports anchor was kind of like a big bear of a guy. And he like not only oh. made out with him, but kind of like pushed him to the ground and jumped on top of him. It was kind of an assault. 
um, some viewers, yeah, well, <laughs> some viewers were offended. They said, like, you know, being gay is not a joke. It shouldn't be a dare. Blah 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 blah. Uh, fuck, I don't give Whatever. a shit. Just did the up. check clear? It did fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, you get to see two straight guys make out. What's yeah. wrong with that? Nothing, I say. All right, time for our guest, and I'm so excited. Our guest today, he may be my favorite guest of all time. He's a returning champion to the ass. He was the 12th place finalist on season seven of American Idol, where he made headlines when his past as a stripper was revealed. He recently wrapped up a Las Vegas residency in the show Naked Boys Singing, for which he received a Broadway World Award for Best Performer in a Musical, and just this past week, he dropped a new EP along with an accompanying book of full frontal photography called NSFW. The EP and single are called Don't At Me. Take a listen. You see my ass on Instagram, dick on OnlyFans, sliding my DMs like, did it, what you doing? I've been doing me, body on fleek. That song is a bop. And please give a warm-ass welcome to David Hernandez. David. David. Oh, fuck. We can't hear him. David. David, speak up. Are you there? Are you naked? Hello. Are you bent over? What's happening? You know, I really like that song, though. It's fucking good, right? I love that he said it came in 12th place. Just call that shit out right there and just say, you know, I'm still here. But I, the bop was great. The lyrics were so fine. And he was chewing those consonants, just really spitting that, those lyrics out. That was great. Do you think he said, Katie? I don't think You're so basic. I would love it if he did. And I was like, is he talking to Katy Perry? <laughs> oh, you know what? He did say Katie. Did I think he did. Yeah. Katie. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to connect with him now. I, this is the last time I use clean feed. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Um, David, if you can hear us, and I'm not saying you can, call us at 804. <laughs> talk ass. Talk ass. I'm trying to find the actual numbers. Is this going to be my first phone call? Uh, very possibly. 804-825-5277. 804-825-5277. What's that, JB? Okay. Uh, he says, LOL, I can hear you. Talking to the mic, JB. <clears throat> Hi, we can't hear you. Your levels are coming out. Everything looks fine. Um, I just don't understand what's happening here. Oh, wait. Nothing like dead air on a live show. Hello? David? <laughs> it says repair on. I... Natalia? 
<laughs> oh my god you know what it is it's because we talked about no you talked about natalia and i listened to oh here he comes Yay. she's calling in. how exciting <sighs> hello give me one second hello please david i'm so sad here by myself D david help me are you there <laughs> Wait, do you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh, thank oh, okay. fucking oh God. God. <laughs> Jesus that Christ. Was like quite the introduction, and then I fucking could not hear you. You could hear me. I know. We have a, an ongoing problem with this app that we use that we're never using again called Clean Feed. Um, congratulations on the EP and the single, which is fantastic. We've all uh, Can we been... start over? How do we do this? No, we can't start over. <laughs> we, we have like 10 minutes for the whole <laughs> okay. fucking interview now. But David. Um, okay. Congrats. Which are you referring to someone named Katie in the song? Did I hear that lyric right? No, I say it ain't complicated. Oh, I thought you were shading Katy Perry. Because Katie was no she no I you know I grew up with Katie, her and Marcus Molinari and Faros and we all kind of came up together when Katie got her deal at Capitol. She had just released I Kissed a Girl, so we all kind of like ran together in the same group. Um she wasn't on American Auto when I did it. It was Paula Simon and Randy. Right, 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 right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, I love Katie. Katie's amazing. You sound pissed off in the song, and my <laughs> okay. take, my take on it is that this this song, the album, the naked photo book, you're all just giving the middle finger to all the people who shamed you about being gay and being a stripper. Am I right? Yes, I'm not mad though. I'm just direct. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not mad though. Like it's more of a um like a liberation for me to be able to say like, hey, listen, like I know that you guys feel a certain kind of way and that's great, but like keep it to yourself. Do you think people you know? still feel that way or do you think we've evolved so much from when that scandal erupted that people don't even give a shit and now oh, if anything, uh sexuality and nudity and, and all that stuff is like celebrated. I would love to say that people don't feel that way still, but I get people in my that slide into my DMs that still have opinions that are like asinine, like archaic as fuck. Like I, I literally just had someone slide into my DMs yesterday that was like, "Why are you doing this? Um, this is not. You don't have to show your your body. You're talented enough." And I was like, I, and I responded. I said, "I don't have to do anything. I want to do things, and this yeah, is what exactly. I'm doing." Like so, I, you know, I think people still feel, you know. As evolved as we are, I, I still think that we have a long way to go. When you get those DMs, like, who would you say is the typical sender? Is it a gay man? Is it a woman? Is it a straight person? Like, <laughs> who, what's the demo of someone who, who decides to shame you or try to shame you with, with that sort of DM? Ironically enough, it's our own community. Of course. It's, it's literally, it's the, it's the gays, um, the ones that have felt like, super oppressed their whole lives, maybe still aren't fully out yet or have not come to terms with their sexuality, whatever the case may be, and they're projecting. It's literally that. And so, because I, I look at these people and I'm like, okay, where do you live? Okay, Florida, got it. Um, <laughs> or, you know, where, you know, wherever in the country that they're at, like, it's very, like, either sheltered or, um, you know, overtly, like, you know, MAGA <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Right. But yeah, it's, There's it's also crazy. Like, it's our own community. Don't you think jealousy and envy plays a big part? I, I think people see you not only as someone who, of course, you're physically beautiful, you have a beautiful body and big dick and all that stuff, but, yeah. but, but you're also, because you are unashamed, because you are body positive, 
people who aren't, people who carry around shame about their bodies and, and would never be able to take their clothes off in front of other people, they, they are actually pissed at you for having something that you don't have. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, again, it's projection. Like, if you can't do it, why should somebody else be able to do it? Like, why not? You know, and um, I've always been the poster child for, like, shame, you know, since my my days on American Idol and up until now. Like, the difference now is that I just don't give a shit. Like, I don't care that you feel that way. I really don't. Like, that's great that you think that I'm making the wrong moves, and that's great you think that I you know, I'm overtly gay or why am I showing my ass? But I don't care that you think that. And so the fact that you're talking about it solidifies that I'm doing something right. Right. Um, and, and I'm doing something right because I feel right about it. It's not because, you know, your hate gives me courage. Like I just feel innately like this is who I am. This has always been a part of who I am. And I've tucked it away for a number of years and here, I, and I'm so great. I'm so good with it now. And the fact that you have something to say, like what's the difference between now and 2008? Like, Right. Always, y'all are always going to have something to say, even if I'm walking like the straight and narrow line that you want me to walk, which will never happen. Um, you know, so I, yeah, it just it doesn't bother me like it used to anymore. And that's the difference. Well, and it feels to me like so many LGBTQ celebrities try to be as squeaky clean as they can and try to not show their sexuality because they're afraid of alienating straight mainstream America. And the fact is, like, yeah. we, we are sexual, just like straight people are sexual. Yeah. And we have <laughs> sex, we have boyfriends and girlfriends and wives and husbands and all that stuff. Just like, so, you know, why shouldn't we be able to use our sexuality in that. any way we want to and express it in any way we want to? So I, I love that you're doing this. I haven't seen the book yet. Um, I am very much looking forward to seeing it. If you mm -hmm. want to send me a copy. <laughs> and speaking okay. of naked, David, um, you, you just finished a residency in Las Vegas in Naked Boys Singing, for which, as I said, you won a Broadway World Award. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. Tell us about the experience and how many of your cast members did you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, surprisingly enough, um, I, yeah, you better beat that. Um, <laughs> I honestly, you know, I, I, I just, that kind of turned me on for a minute. It's, you know, it's the morning here in Florida. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the East coast right now doing a gig actually. Um, nice. but no, I didn't fuck any, I didn't fuck anyone um, in my cast surprisingly enough. Um, but that experience completely changed my life. Like just, I didn't know it would do that. I really had no idea that like doing naked boys would liberate me so much. Like I got, to know all of my insecurities and all of my body flaws. And I accepted all of them, which is crazy because you know, there's angles that you can't get away from when you're live. Oh, I know naked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, you can't, you know, you can't Photoshop that shit and you can't be like, no, don't look at me. Like, no bitch. Like you're on stage. Like we see a 360 of you. I've so done, I I've done naked that... stand up so many times, David, I'm about to do it again. Really? At the end of this month. Yeah. And people love to take pictures of me when oh, I'm in shit. the, most unflattering position I could possibly like bending down to pick up the microphone cord or like, you know, just always t t or or they like, you know, not that my dick ever looks big, but they somehow managed to get like an angle <laughs> of my dick where it literally looks like there's nothing there. Just a thumbprint. Just a. Yeah. Just I'm like sure, a, I'm sure it's huge. I'm sure it's so huge. not. But yeah. Uh, but you have to just kind of let all that shit go. Right. You have to. You have to let it go. And it it really encourages you to just embrace yourself, like, because you have no other choice, you know? I, I look at it like you literally threw me out in the middle of the ocean with no lifeboat. 
Right. And here I am. And I have to like figure out how to get to the shore and God damn it. I'm going to do it. It's sink or swim really. And I think like being next to other people that have to, in, and like kind of have to have the same experience is really comforting too. Cause you're not alone, you know, like, and backstage, some of us, like we would fluff and stuff, like not each other, but like ourselves. Mm, <laughs> um, and it was, you know, cause like the theater was like 74 <sighs> degrees every night. But, yeah. Beat that. It's audio uh, of you guys fluffing. <laughs> I cannot. That's not, I, all I hear is like. <laughs> um, so we. <laughs> That's JJ. So we would have, you know, we we all had those insecurities backstage of like, is my dick gonna look small on stage and whatever. So it became like, you know, it, I mean, it was about the musical. It was about the comedy of it all. Of course. Did you yeah. bond with Matthew Ludwinski? He's a friend of mine from back in the day. I love Matthew. That's my baby. He came to my release, my album release party like a few days later in, oh, in sweet. West Hollywood. Um, yeah, I love it. He's such a sweet soul and he's so introspective and him and like Jaden Luck. I mean, I bonded with pretty much everybody. Like we all were together for six months, Marcus Terrell, Louis D'April. Um, and then Chris Salvatore was in the first run of it and he left, but we still talk. We're friends. So yeah, like we, we all became like, you know, a little sisterhood. <laughs> That's awesome. Of naked boys. We, we we joined the twenty year sort of like um, group of people that have and, and we got uh, people that came from like twenty years but prior that came to the show and we're like oh my god I was the naked maid or I did entertainer yeah it's like being so one cool. of the Annies on Broadway you you get to know all the other Annies it was like being part of American Idol yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like we it's a select group of people that get to enjoy this experience so it's cool David one of the songs on the EP is called Know Myself what do you know about it's yourself myself, now yeah what's that Myself, yeah. Oh, it's not called Know Myself? No, it's just called Myself. But, but it's okay. We can embellish. But isn't there a lyric about knowing yourself? There is. Yeah. Do, what's the lyric? Um, uh, the intro is, um, if I told you about my past, uh, if I told you about the pain of uh, my past, you wouldn't believe it. I've worked hard for the peace that I have. Success is deceiving. And I know that I... Um, I forget what that rest of the lyric is, but yeah, basically it's like, I know myself, I know myself and, um, what do you know now that you didn't know before about yourself? Um, I know that I'm resilient and I know that the struggles that I, that happen in front of me are never, uh, long lasting. They Mm. always, I always come out of whatever fire that I'm in, like a Phoenix. It, it's crazy with, you know, with the years that I've had and like the knowledge that like, it always feels like the end of the world, right? Like when you're going through like these trials and tribulations, but the truth is, is that it's always going to work out. Like no matter what happens, like you'll always, you know, it, it can't be night all the time. It can't be dark all the time. Right. Um, the sun will always come through. And so for me, like, I think going through what I went through in 2008 and up until now, like it's as a gay man, like it's always been really, really like a struggle. You know, like just to know myself and deal with like the shame and the conditioning that I had as a kid and up until now at 38. Um, but there's so much knowledge that comes with time and experience. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see that now. Like, and I feel that, like, I feel it so hard now. So I feel I, it I hard. That too. That's knowing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it so hard. But yeah, I think, I think that that's, that's where I'm at now in my life is like, I mean, no day is easy, right? Like some days are easier than others, but. There's always like a struggle or like something to overcome, but I just know that I will. But that's one of the and gifts of age. You know, I feel like my favorite thing yeah. about getting older is that I 
I'm more confident and secure in myself and in like everything sort of working out one way or the other, the way that you just said it does, you know, like yeah. this too shall pass is kind of something that only comes yeah. with age. Um, like every night before it. Yes. Yeah. Sing it. Yeah. Look at that. I love it. I love, I love that. And it's, it's so, it's so true though. Like I feel like, you know, like you said, with age, like, and nobody can teach you that. Like you have to just go through it. To That's right. It. But there's nothing, there's nothing that like you can't overcome. Can I ask you about your um, OnlyFans for a moment? <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm too cheap to pay for OnlyFans. Do you actually fuck other people, or is it all solo stuff? What happens on your OnlyFans channel? I don't. I don't fuck other people. I have not collaborated, and I don't think I. I you know, I, I know this might be disappointing for people listening, but I, I don't plan on it. Um, I, it's more like a solo artistic thing for me. I know. I know. I know. What but about if I with your? That, I might as well just do porn. Well, what about with your boyfriend? Are you still with him? I am with him still, and he has filmed all of my content on OnlyFans. But he doesn't want to just like reach in and lend a hand or a mouth. He might. Or... He ha- well, he has. So I do PPVs, and he has reached in before with his hand, hmm. and um, and yeah, and like who knows if that'll like be elaborated upon. But I kind of keep it. I keep it kind of cute on there, but I do, I do have videos though that I send people like pay-per-view. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you might want to join and stop being so fucking cheap, Adam. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> These podcasts don't pay a lot. All right. Um, it's time to play. I mean, it's nine ninety nine. Uh, honey, that's, uh, you know, that's my, that's my dinner budget for the month of March. Listen, uh, it's time to play everyone's favorite at home quiz show. Ask me no questions. <laughs> Hit it, JB. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Yeah. Now, we last had you on the ass July 3rd, 2021, and I wanted to make sure I didn't repeat any of the questions I asked you then. So these are all new questions. Ooh. Are you ready? You were so smart. Okay. Thank you. Um, smart and poor. <laughs> what is your favorite <laughs> – what's your favorite song to sing in the shower? Oh, my favorite song to sing in the shower. Um – that's such a hard question. Is it? Uh, I would. I would say. Um, fuck. Probably like an original. I, I write songs all the time in the shower, so probably an original song like. Okay. TV, like to be heard. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, poppers, pro or anti? I love poppers. Yes, <laughs> that's what we like to hear. But I don't like when they burn the fuck out of my nose, like if I'm drunk or something. Yes, I recently was I involved. Close, in, like that sucks. I was recently involved in a popper-related accident. Uh, I was not the victim, but um, somebody had poppers poured directly into their nose, and they almost died. So, you got to be careful with them. But they are fun, right? Oh my god! I actually have a really terrible story that I can't believe I'm going to tell you right Please. now. Please, I was in a threesome. This was this was like. 13 years ago, I was in a threesome, and the guy actually poured poppers into my eye on accident. Oh, my God. Oh God. Did you and have to go to the hospital? I got up like – no, I didn't. They, they, like, they both like helped me flush it out, but it was just such an embarrassing moment, and I was so pissed, and it ended the threesome, obviously. Well, I was just going to ask you, did you still finish? No. <laughs> no. It was over at that point. Like My eye was on fire. I would have been like, sorry about your eye, but I am going to make you come. Um, David, what's your favorite genre of porn? Um, gay. No, I, I, <laughs> I like, um, 
I don't know. I, I like anything that's like that, that doesn't look staged. Yes, me too. I like I the I like the real stuff. I I can't deal with the sound effects. <laughs> you don't like it? It's 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 a uh, actual no, it's, <laughs> taken from my bedroom. No, it's from it's my like porno. Slightly turning me on. Good. I'm glad. That's the whole point of the show. Send a video. What's yeah? Do send video. What's the strangest place you've ever had sex? Strangest place I've ever had sex. Um, years ago, I think when I was dating this guy, we had sex in his parents' house, which I thought was really weird because his mom was like cooking. <laughs> she was there in the house. When I thought that was like she was in the house while we were in the bedroom fucking, and I thought that was really awkward. That's hot. Have you? Yeah, not, not really. No. <laughs> All right. This is a... she's like cooking like empanadas or something. This is, I mean, delicious. Because then, as soon as you're done fucking, you've got dinner ready. What could be better? Well, that did ha- that did happen, but yeah. also, thanks, like... mom. Um, this is a question yeah. you might not want to answer, but I'm hoping you do. Have you ever hooked up with a fan? Ooh, I have several, um, but I didn't know they were fans at the time. I don't think I just felt like they were randos. But I'm like, well, how did this happen? Like, this really, really hot guy just happens to be in, like, Paducah, Kentucky uh, at, like, this bar that he knows I'm at. And, like, he's super hot. Yeah, it happened. It's so happened I'm sure. talking, like, more like roadcock, like when you're on tour and someone comes no, that to ha- see that's you. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he came to see you. Yeah, he came to see me, come to find out later. And he saw, like, the show, and then we smashed I have limited so. experience with this because I didn't tour all that much as a comedian. But when I did, I that would happen sometimes. And I have to tell you, it's fun. It's fun having sex with someone who's really, like, into you. <laughs> I mean, we all like to be worshipped, right? Yeah. So it just, you know, it's, it's kind of nice when someone's like, you literally are the hottest thing on earth. And you're like, trust me, and nobody else feels that way but you, but let's smash. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. Did he make you sing <laughs> while he was inside? No. You? No. Well, I was inside him, but yeah, no. Thank you. What's the best? (laughs) This is a great segue. (laughs) Segue. What's the best advice your mother ever gave you (laughs) while you were inside someone? (laughs) Wait, is that a serious question? Yeah, we ask everyone. What's the best advice your mom ever gave you? Um, But not while inside. No, no, not sexually, Um, yeah. Got you. Best advice my mom ever gave me. I mean, my mom gives like limitless advice. And most of the time it's like, fuck them, baby. That is good advice. Literally. I mean, it's my mom is, you know, she had me when she was seven. She, she got pregnant with me when she was 16, had me when she was 17. So we've been best friends my entire life. I think the parental roles kind of flip all the time. Right. But she's always like, when I called her about this, uh, the EP and the nude book, like, I didn't know what she was going to say about the nude book. Obviously she's not going to buy it, but she did come see Naked Boy singing. And she was like, I think you should do whatever you want to and fuck what anyone says. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I I think the way you're packaging this is really classy and it speaks to you. And I think honor that. And I was like, mom, you are amazing. Like I, you know, I don't know. She's just my biggest cheerleader and my best friend. So yeah. I love her. I love her already. Yeah. That, that's yeah, fantastic advice. Her name is Spring. Give it up for Spring. Her birthday is in a few days, actually, the 21st. Happy birthday, Spring. Aww. That's fantastic. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, she's amazing. All right. We asked you this the last... Oh, thank you, JB. Uh, that applause was for Spring. We asked you this the last time you were on, <laughs> and you would not give us an answer, so I'm going to try again. Who's the worst okay. American Idol winner of all time? <gasps> oh, my God, you guys. Um... 
I'm not even going to say Taylor Hicks because I feel like he does have talent. That's what I said last time. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Um, can I just be like, okay, so here's how I really feel. I feel like, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but whatever. I feel like everything after like season 10, I don't recall. Like I don't. I don't know who won the last, hey. like... <laughs> we got to leave it there, David. We're out of time. Don't At Me is the new Perfect. single NEP. NSFW is the new uh, photo book. Where can people follow you online? Uh, D. Hernandez Music everywhere. On TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things. I love you so much. Thanks for doing this again. Stephen JB, you plug yourselves. You can at me at Cub Mexi on Instagram and Steve Chisara Medina on Facebook. It's okay, on Instagram. And you can follow me, me, at Adam Sank on Twitter, Instagram. I'm Adam Sank Official on TikTok. Come see me in Florida. Go to adamsank.com for details. Uh, and next week we have Adam Feldman to talk about the worst Broadway musicals of the millennium. Bye.